have another interview episode about why the podcast and this time I got to sit down and talk with Rich Ting. You may know him as Bolo on Cinemax's Warrior or Captain Ajima in the fourth and final season of Man in the High Castle. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite interviews that I've done this year, so I really hope you enjoy it. My name is Rich Ting and um, I'm a Gemini. <laughs> I'm in Los Angeles and I play Bolo on Cinemax's Warrior and Captain Ijima on the fourth season of The Man in the High Castle on Amazon. Awesome. That's about it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for being on. Um, Thanks for having me. And I mean, honestly, my first question has to be, what drew you to playing Bolo? Because uh, the people who are listening to us now probably know that I reviewed the show and I loved it with all of my damn heart. Um, what oh, brought great. you to Warrior? What what drew you to the character of Bolo? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, well, first, thank you for, for all those amazing words. Um, it's always surreal to hear people give such positive feedback to something I've been a part of, you know, so it's, you know, it's kind of like, I always feel like we kind of lose ourselves in the character and in the show, and then we don't really think too much about it, and then yeah. later it comes out, and, you know, then they get that kind of reaction, it's very surreal, so I appreciate that. Um, yeah, what brought me to Warrior? Uh, I mean, honestly, the long answer, I think Bruce Lee brought me to Warrior, and I say that because... You know, being a fan of Bruce Lee since I was four and him being the reason that I actually started martial arts and kind of sparked that acting bug in the back of my head that, wow, I like what Bruce does. Maybe I could do that someday, you know? And so, you know, the universe works in very, very weird ways, I'll say. <laughs> and, you know, there's no way anyone, especially myself, could have predicted that, you know, being at the age of four and seeing a man on television, you know, do what he did and inspire so many people. And for me to keep up, not only start martial arts, but to keep it up throughout, you know, high school, college, and even postgraduate years. And then somehow intersect with this acting thing. And somehow Shannon Lee, his daughter, decides to take it off the shelf and show it to Justin Lin and they get the rights by HBO Cinemax and then <laughs> they go to cast it and then I get a phone call. You know? Yeah. Um, it's a bit surreal to say the least and th you know, that's why I say I really think, you know, the man himself had something to do with it spiritually. I mean, just he's such a uh, presence in a lot of people's lives even to this day that to work on a show that was his idea, you know, yeah. like his inspiration uh, was nothing less of remarkable and just like, you know, literally unbelievable. So, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, initially I think uh, they brought in a bunch of different people to read for the main character of Assam. Mm -hmm. And I actually read for Assam and uh, got a call back and they said, hey, we'd like Rich to read for the character of Bolo. And, and that's the instantly, I literally said to myself, and I'm not making this up, that I was like, I'm going to get this. Because, and, I, and I said that not out of arrogance due to anything in you know my performance or acting role, but because of the Bolo character. And, and the reason I say that is, you know, when I was a little kid, I was usually the only Asian kid on a lot of my football, basketball, baseball teams, and I was a bigger kid. And 
you know, at the time, Enter the Dragon was very present. And, uh, you know, all my friends were very familiar with it that actually, you know, if you're not the smaller, leaner, ripped out Asian kid and you're the bigger, <laughs> bulkier, you're going to be called Bolo. So a lot of my friends and family used to teach they used to tease me about it when I was a kid. You know, they always call me Bolo. And then I graduated from that, and then I went to college where I actually did put on a lot of muscles for football. And, you know, at that time, that whole blood sport, Van Damme, Jean-Claude Van Damme renaissance was kind of happening. And everyone was like, you know, they used to call me Tinger in college. And like, Tinger's like Chung Lee, you know, who again <laughs> is Bolo in blood sport. So then. You know, it just kept happening, and, and I was just like, you know, it was almost a joke to, literally to this day, it's a joke. There's certain people that'll call me that, just, you know, because they, they know, you know, I always wanted to be Bruce. So it's not, to me, it was never an insult that someone called me Bolo, but I'd rather than call me Bruce yeah. kind of thing. So it would be something that people would pick at me about. So when we, so then fast forward, you know, we get the call, and they're like, you know, we love him. We want him to actually read for Bolo. And I was like, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> This is about to go down. And then when we booked it, I just started laughing because I think something of this magnitude, meaning that it's a script treatment that was written by my idol and, you know, the legendary Bruce Lee. It's his family, his daughter Shannon Lee, who's attached. It's Justin Lin from Fast and Furious who's attached. It's um, Daniel Woodrow along with Justin Lin. And then it's Jonathan Tropper from Banshee. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, it, it's it's there's so many layers as far as the Bruce Lee family, the HBO family, <laughs> you know that. And then now I'm gonna play Bolo, and they kept his name, so obviously it's based on the real Bolo Young. So now I have like, what do I do with that? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think you know they they did an amazing job casting this show, and um, you know everyone was just fell right into you know right into their character, and we're all in sync and. You know, it started from my initial meeting at HBO, and I, I just knew it was going to be special. So, that's uh, yeah, that's the long answer of how I kind of got involved with this thing. That's an amazing answer. Um, I, I mean, I have to ask too. Like, so what? Uh, what do you know? Multiple types of martial arts, or did you focus on one? Uh, how did how did that come into play? Yeah. So initially, when I was four, um, I think honestly by default the closest martial arts studio to where I was living in LA at the time was a Taekwondo studio mm-hmm. so I started um, I, I you know I say that you know my foundation martial arts is definitely Taekwondo and then you know throughout the years especially in high school you know branched out to more unorthodox forms like you know Jeet Kune Do and Wing Chun and uh, naturally just started incorporating some Jiu Jitsu at the time and then you know now fast forward so many decades later you know where <laughs> Every every action scene, whether it's TV or film, that I'm involved with, you know, it, it's 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 become a mixed martial arts fight now. You know, it's yeah. not so much a gung fu fight. It's not so much a taekwondo fight. It's literally an all styles fight. You know, where people are more, I think, just because of the success of the UFC, people are just more cognizant about certain kind of holds and locks and stuff and going mm-hmm. to the ground. So, you know, I, people are like, oh, you've done, you know you know, five, six, seven different forms. And I, and I don't I don't say that, you know, because you know, I'm a true Taekwondo artist at heart just because that was my traditional study, um, you know, for so many years of my childhood. And, but now, you know, as I always say, I, I, I'm, I just try to stay flexible, you know, yeah. because at the end of the day, especially for what I do, since it, it, it's not like the UFC. I'm not hitting someone. I'm not getting hit. I mean, you know, like no one's trying to kill me when we're filming, so to speak, <laughs> right? 
um, I just try to stay as flexible as possible because, you know, it's a dance. And I, I'm just confident that with the skills that I've had since I was a kid, it's just biomechanically ingrained in me. So, you know, when I learn new things here and there, I'm able to, you know, hopefully pick it up fast. But, you know, by no means am I going to say, oh, I'm, a, I'm an expert in all, you know, so many forms. You know, I've just been fortunate to be exposed to so many different arts that uh, it's cool to incorporate everything. And did, that, uh, did uh, you know, did sports help with that and did martial arts help with sports and stuff i know you said you played football i'm assuming uh, i read your bio so you played football at yale yes yes damn um, that's cool and also <laughs> um <laughs> that's I, 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 I mean i guess it's cool now it was whatever when i was doing it but, um, but yeah I, I mean to answer your question I, I think sports and martial arts i mean you know some obviously would consider martial arts a sport, which it totally is, but, you know, mm-hmm. if you're talking about, like, your traditional football, basketball, baseball, stuff like that, um, you know, martial arts is different, and, and I think they, at least for me, just because I did both, you know, definitely balanced, and it, it, they're definitely both very complement of each other, you know, I think a lot of similar principles as far as, you know, just being accountable, having the self-discipline, having the self-control, you know, you learn all these, you know, verbiage, let's say, in, in a taekwondo environment. And then you go to the football field and your coach is like, don't do anything stupid tonight, you know. <laughs> it's which translates into just be accountable and, you know, respect yourself, respect those, you know. So, in that sense, I think I was just able to make that connection with the different, like, mentalities and kind of philosophies of everything. And it definitely, you know, I think the martial arts always gave me confidence internally that, you know, I, I could take care of myself, so to speak, you know, yeah. and, and then kind of, for example, the football thing, I mean, especially when I was a kid, when I was eight, nine, and ten, there was only a certain type of kid at that age that wants to put on a helmet and run into yeah. you as hard as you can. So, <laughs> I don't know, I happen to be one of those kids, but knowing that, you know, we were playing full contact football at eight, you know, gave us a certain swag just about yeah. that, you know, let alone... I had the confidence from the martial arts world to know that, um, you know, that, like I said, I, I'm equipped with certain tools. So yeah. I think I think overall it was just a great foundation to have sports, including Taekwondo, you know, obviously balance the whole other aspect of life, which is school, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and now, I mean, I have to ask now, um, I one of the things I really loved about watching Warrior was every uh, every character essentially had their own distinct style of fighting, um, and yours was honestly one of my favorites um, because it was very grounded and um, like just powerful. They're all powerful. But, like, there's something about how your character moved. And, I mean, all I know about martial arts is I watched a whole bunch of kung fu movies growing up. Um, like, that was my jam with my grandpa. Like, watching, like, it was, like, exploitation cinema and kung fu movies. That's all we watched. Um, so, I don't know the names for anything. But I did, uh, especially in your final fight with, uh, with Awesome. Like, the, you two are on, like, a completely opposite ends of how y'all fight. Uh, what went into kind of building that, um, that those characteristics? And then uh, what went into, you know, uh, the choreographing part and how you learned it and, and how those scenes played out when you did fight? Yeah, well, first, you're, you're, you're completely correct with these things. 
say that we all had our different styles. And all, you know, that goes to the credit of the showrunners and Jonathan Trapper and, you know, and the producers and our stunt choreographer, Brett Chan, because, you know, they did such a great job, not only with, I mean, it, it, it goes from the hair to the look to even me wearing a black shirt as opposed to a white shirt, all the way down to the actual fighting style. You know, and I, and I remember Jonathan Tropper saying one day, like, he's like, this is not going to be another kung fu show. Yeah. He's like, it's going to have a martial arts element. It's a period drama with a martial arts element. But within that martial arts element, not everyone is going to know how to fight. Because that's just, he's like, I, I remember him telling me, he's like, I don't want all of a sudden a bar fight to break down everyone's skill, you yeah. know, because that's not real. And so that's why it was, you know, obviously awesome, obviously Bolo, obviously um, Lee Young, you know, were some of the guy, characters that definitely were fighters. You know, uh, Jason Tobin, who plays Young June, you know, he, he does his thing, but he's more of a weapons kind of guy, yeah. you know? And so they were just so specific. And the cool thing about being so specific was also that they were very flexible in that sense. Um, I remember when I, when I met Brett Chan, and we had our first meeting, and he, he literally asked me, he's just like, uh, he's like, what do you feel comfortable with? Like, what style do you, you know, are you for St. Bolo? And literally my answer, my reply was, whatever you think is great and the best. And he's <laughs> like, well, I want to hear from you. So, I mean, that's how it started. So we joke about it to this day that, you know, it started with so much generosity and so much room for interpretation that we, Brett and I both, just, you know, we agreed on that we, it would be, the, the Hungar style of Gong Fu just because, you know, with Bolo, I wanted to shape Bolo and attribute to the real Bolo Young in certain ways. You know, one being just the fact that he's very grounded, like you said, you know, he's not gonna, he's not gonna waste any movements, whether that be an actual fight or that just be in life. Yeah. You know, um, I'll give you a, a perfect, perfect non-martial arts example of this, of this kind of groundedness was in the in the first episode you know Assam arrives me and young June are hanging out outside playing playing game playing a game and young June stands up to greet Assam with Wong Chow and um, I made the conscious choice there where I'm just like why would Bolo get up yeah like he's if nothing if he wouldn't get up you know and he only gets up when Awesome challenges him, and that's why I wanted to make that move. Even the first time you see Bolo, so so distinct, you know yeah. that you know he's maximum max minimum input with maximum results. Is what <laughs> I always like to say, you know, and, and that carried over to the Hungar Gong Fu, which is I'm not gonna do two blocks to set you up for a strike when I can just do one strike and knock you out. Yeah. You know. And so that's what Brett and I played with, and it was such a cool contrast to obviously Assam's character, um, because you know he's obviously more of the Jeet Kune Do, Wing Chun, Bruce Lee camp, you know, yeah. and 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 I was just very interested to see how we were going to kind of marry them both together for this final finale fight, and it, it was just so cool in the sense that I remember when I watched the previews of the fight that the stunt guys did, I was like, this literally starts in a room. It goes out of the room, down the hallway, around the corner, and then back in the room. Yeah. And they're like, literally. And I was like, okay, so here's the thing. Whether we are or not, we're going to be tired. <laughs> the end of this so, 
you know, at that point, I already knew, you know, it could be technically sound in the beginning, which it is. But at the end, it's like, it's like, you know, the fifth championship round of a UFC fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where I'm going to just lay on you if I don't have anything to do. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm gassed out. And, you know, so that was one thing that I was like, you know what? That's going to play so well, hopefully, because it doesn't matter what style you're trained in. I mean, when you're tired, you're tired. Yeah. You know? So... Yeah, no, it was very cool, and that's, that's you know that's why um, we we tried to give tribute to the Hungar Kung Fu style. But for all the real martial art fans out there, you know, you, there was even guys on our camera crew that were like, "Hey, you have a background in Taekwondo, don't you?" And I was like, <laughs> "Why?" They're like, "You're like because of that kick you just threw. That's such a Taekwondo kick." And I was like, "Yeah, exactly." So I do get exposed a little bit, but you know, it's Hollywood. So what, what can I say? <laughs> Um, I will say this, hearing that you mentioned Hungar, like, um, I've noticed that with your character, this makes three of my favorite, um, like, I guess, fighters in media that I watch that use that style. So, like, the Earthbenders in Avatar, you, and then, um, Isabella in Sesmanos. I don't know if you've seen that anime before, or the, the, uh, the animation before. Yeah, that's a, like, a mexploitation, kung fu cinema fused... Um, animation from the studio that did Castlevania. Um, wow. Yeah, it's it's my favorite one. But yeah, I just this. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you saying that just made me realize that's why I love all these people. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so I wanted to ask a little bit now too about your role on um, uh, Man in the High Castle. Um, how how do you get into that role? Going from Bolo into that role? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, you know, the one thing that I that has really allowed me to, I think, kind of you know, start and end or end and start. Let's say, you know, project to project is just because you know when I'm done, I, I really bring closure to that. Like, yeah, what I mean by that is you know, literally the last day of Warrior. I remember leaving my trailer and I just was like, well, that was great. You know, knowing that I was done filming, doing principal photography, but to me, I was done with it in its entirety. Yeah. You know, because even though I know, okay, it's not, you know, it's got to go through post-production, it's got to get, you know, distributed and then it's got to be marketed and then finally it'll go on. And then, you know, we're talking like maybe a year or a year and a half later, you know, and now so even longer than that, we're having a discussion about Warriors. So, what I do is I end it, you know, I, yeah. I, 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 I bring closure to it mentally and emotionally and I'm able to just kind of like, I remember flying home from South Africa where we shot it and I was kind of like, great, I don't have a job, you know, <laughs> and um, I just spent six months of my my year working on Warrior and all of a sudden I'm unemployed, right, so, yeah. I was, so you know, it's like anything else, you know, we, we got back, we settled in and know we got uh, i didn't even know they they're having a fourth season for high castle because i don't know if uh, the fans recall but like yeah season three aired really late like it was didn't air on schedule it was almost like over a year or something that it took to air the next season so everyone thought you know season three was it yeah and when we got the call that they're introducing a new character for season four and they you know were, were considering me that was just I was like, you know, Warrior was the dream come true, literally. I mean, I, I, I will hopefully be doing many more things in my career, but literally, like, that 
Warrior always be that special one, you know? Yeah. So coming off that season one filming year and then having the opportunity to possibly work on the last season of The Man in the High Castle, I mean, I, I just was like, man, if this is going to happen, this is going to be an epic year. And, and that's what exactly happened, you know? I yeah. think I had been home from Warrior only like a month and a half or two months. And then when we got the call and then before I knew it, I was in Vancouver shooting season four of High Castle. And, um, you know, it was very cool for me in the sense that, you know, I, I'm half Chinese and I'm also half Japanese. And, you know, my grand, my Chinese grandparents, you know, came over into San Francisco Chinatown where Warrior takes place. So yeah. I went to high school in San Francisco and I, you know, I know the Chinatown up there very well. So it was cool because I got to attribute my Chinese American kind of heritage to in Warrior. And then you go to High Castle all of a sudden, and, you know, my mom's Japanese. I'm fortunate she's Japanese-American. My grandparents were born in the States. They were born in L.A. They were interned. They were, like, the quintessential Japanese-Americans that were interned in, during the, in the concentration camps. Yeah. And um, that's the same period that High Castle is focused on. Yeah. So then in a very weird way, I was able to, like, you know, honor my Japanese heritage through my portrayal of a Japanese guy, you know, in High Castle. So it was, um, it was just a, it was a crazy year. And, and it was one of, <laughs> and I'll tell you, I won't forget ever, to be honest. That's awesome. It's amazing to hear and amazing to, to see, because I, I think right now we're, we're finally experiencing um, these diverse stories getting told. And these, you know, these stories that have, like in Warrior's case, have sat on a shelf. Um, yeah, totally. And it's amazing to, it, and and I said it, I said it when I answered the phone. Like I'm a little bit fangirling a bit because like I I genuinely love your work. So getting to see you, you know, thrive this year is really cool. Thank you. I mean, I mean, that's crazy to hear, and I appreciate it. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> well, what's next? I mean, uh, you know. Uh, it's already December. What's what's 2020 having you know have in store for you? or further down the line. Yeah. Um, well, in 2020, uh, you can see me on CBS's new show called Tommy. It stars Edie Falco, and Ooh. I am not going to say what I play or who I play, but <laughs> it's something that is completely contrasted from Bolo, which I'm so proud. I'm so proud to have that opportunity to do what I did on that show. Um, nothing I've ever done on television before. Yeah. And uh, I think people will be surprised in a good way, hopefully. Um, <laughs> but that's coming out, I believe. I think it, I think that series of CBS premieres in February. And then um, I just finished up uh, a feature film in L.A. called Roma 96, which should be out next year. Um, currently, ironically, because it relates to Warrior in a weird way, I'm actually the lead of a cowboy spaghetti western that we're filming in LA right now. Oh, that's so uh, awesome! And I play I play the lead cowboy, and um, it was just funny because I thought Warrior was cool because I was like, yeah, they're finally getting exposure for the Chinese, you know, in the Wild West, so to speak, and in that in that time frame in the 1800s, and all of a sudden. Someone wanted to cast me as the lead cowboy in a traditional <laughs> western. So I guess there's that there's that energy that's that's kind of channeling through that whole that genre. So I'm actually fulfilling that currently. And um, the last thing, which will be very fun, 
is uh, I will be in the new FX series with Jeff Bridges uh, called The Old Man. And um, we're currently been prepping uh, an action sequence, and that's all I'm going to say right now. (laughs) And it's it's been a pleasure to meet, work, and just hang out with Jeff Bridges. So this show, it's a a featured cast. It's on FX. I believe it's going to come out next year. Um, But, yeah, we'll be filming that, you know, beginning of the year as well. So um, some good things. I just – yeah, I can't complain. You know, I'm just really blessed, and just I still take each day at a time, and you know, I just got to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, it's been amazing talking to you. And uh, if anybody wants to, you know, follow you on social media, or you know, stay, you know, stay up to date with what you're doing. How how do they how do they follow you? Yeah, that that would be great. Um, I'm on all social media platforms at uh, Rich Ting World. Thank you so much, Rich. This was amazing. Seriously. Uh, Thanks for having me.